Hi, this is Brian Habold. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. As of now, there will be a new episode every month. Besides that, you'll see some bonus content once in a while. When you subscribe to this channel, you will be notified when a new episode is available. It is my prayer that this message from the Word of God will give you hope and encouragement. Let's go to the message. Hi there, my name is Brian Hobble. Thank you so much for joining us. Today we're talking about part two of the topic Faith in Action. If you have not listened to the first part, I suggest you pause this one, you go back to the previous episode and you listen to that one. Uh, There's also a video available uh, from this content. Uh, You can find it on YouTube or on my website, brianhabel.com. It's a shorter version. Uh, It's easy easy to share it uh, with other people. Uh, But right now, we're going to dive into the content um, that we uh, still have to cover. Um, the last time, um, we talked about the importance of having faith in action. You know, you also have people, they actually have a passive faith, and there's not really much action uh, involved with that. But we should know that without faith, it is impossible to please God. We see that in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, and also that faith without deeds is dead. And so faith is always important to God. We can please Him without it. And faith is also always linked to action. So that's where we get the topic from, faith in action. We're covering the life of Joshua. Joshua had a great miraculous thing happen to him. What was that? Well, he crossed the Jordan River. That was the first most miraculous thing that happened in his life. And he crossed the Jordan River with all these people into the promised land. But hey, there's a whole process of things that happened before that that resulted in that miracle. And we're talking about five characteristics of a person of faith in action looking at the life of Joshua. Now, last time we already covered the first three. And that is that, number one, Joshua had an intimate relationship with God. Number two, he was full of the power of the Holy Spirit. And number three, he had an attitude of positivity, optimism, and an outrageous faith. So today, we're going to cover principle four and five. And I'm also going to give you some practical applications to uh, apply this to your life in the year 2019. All right, let's dive in to this new content. Well, as you might know, Moses was the leader of the the Israelites, and uh, the Lord had delivered them out of Egypt and brought them into a desert, but he was going to bring them to the promised land. But at some point, uh, the leadership was transitioned to Joshua. And we see that in Numbers chapter 27. Um, It says that, Uh, The Lord said to Moses, Take Joshua, the son of Nun, a man in whom is the spirit of leadership, and lay your hand on him. Have him stand before Eleazar the priest, and give the entire assembly and commission him in their presence. Give him some of your authority, so the whole Israelite community will obey him. Joshua was becoming this new leader that was going to lead the people of God into the next chapter of their lives. Well, at some point Moses dies, and Joshua chapter 1 is such a famous passage of Scripture. You've probably read it. Um, If not, 
um, I'm going to uh, read it to you anyways. And um, th there's so many amazing promises in there that happened um, and that was spoken over Joshua, his life. And we may know that even though this was said to Joshua, we may also apply it to our lives. Whenever you uh, see um, passages in the Bible, uh, you may know that um, it's also applicable to our lives. So I'm just going to read a few verses from Joshua chapter 1. And uh, I just think they're amazing promises for our lives as well. It says in verse 1, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. And then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Whoa. Those are some amazing things the Lord says here to Joshua. So the fourth principle. Here it comes. The fourth characteristic. Joshua was placed in a position of leadership and responsibility. But he immediately got an assignment and promises that would follow them. Joshua is placed in a great position of leadership and responsibility. But immediately the Lord says, Joshua, I want you to cross the Jordan River and I am going to give you the land that I have promised you. And so with it come many promises. The Lord is promising to never leave Joshua. And we may also know that the Lord will never leave us nor forsake us. But he's also giving the challenge. Make sure you always meditate on the book of the law. You know, sometimes we have a bad uh, reference to the word meditation uh, because it is being used a lot in uh, Eastern uh, religious uh, practices. But meditation is actually really good. Uh, at least when you meditate on the Word of God. Don't meditate on any other religious book. It basically means that uh, you're constantly thinking about it. You're constantly reading it. You're constantly memorizing it. You're constantly pondering on the text and on the scriptures. And when Joshua does that, the Lord is promising him that he will be prosperous and successful. And we may know that for our lives as well. And when we take the Word of God serious and when we meditate on it, when we read it, then we will also be prosperous and successful. That's right, you will be prosperous. Now, that doesn't mean that uh, you'll be rich, uh, but it does mean that your life will prosper completely. Your health, your family, your children, and maybe even your, your business, your work, your finances, you're going to come into a position where you're going to be able to bless others and be successful. But you know, Joshua, 
he took his responsibility serious. He knew that God had an important calling for his life and he didn't think less of himself, but he thought of himself as fulfilling an important task. And that's also something that we should know, that you are important and that God has given you a task, a calling, gifts, and you should use them immediately. You should take that seriously. Well, then we come to the fifth and last principle when it comes to a person that has a faith in action, and that is the following. Right immediately after God had spoken this, we just read it, verses 1 through 9, this is what Joshua says. Listen up, this is very important. In verse 10 of Joshua chapter 1, he says, So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here and go into the land and take possession of it. For the Lord your God is giving it to you. You see that? You see what Joshua does? And that's the fifth principle. Joshua is taking the steps of faith. And that is what an active faith is. It is taking active steps of faith towards the things that he promised. And so as we read later on in chapter 3, and we started with this story at the very beginning of the previous episode, we see that Joshua is standing right there at the Jordan River. And it says now the Jordan is at flood stage during the harvest. Yet as soon as the priest who carried the ark, and that is where the presence of God was, reached the Jordan, and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream, it stopped flowing. And the people crossed over to the other side on dry ground. You know, a very important principle that we see and that we learn through this story is that faith is determining whether you are staying in front of the river or you're going through the river. How can we apply that to our lives? Very simple. Faith is going to determine whether you're staying where you are or whether you're going where God wants you to be. So the five principles about faith in action. Let me summarize them very quickly and then I'm going to give you some practical applications about how you can live this out in your life today. Number one, an ongoing desire to be in the intimate presence of God. Number two, a person who is full of the power of the Holy Spirit. Number three, an attitude of positivity, optimism, and an outrageous faith. Number four, someone who takes his task, responsibility, assignment, gifts, and calling seriously. And number five, against all the facts, expectations, and situations, continuing to take steps towards the destination that God has for you. So how can we live this out in our lives? Well, I'm meeting a lot of unbelieving believers. <laughs> well, what do I mean with that? Well, they're believers, they believe in God, they believe in the Bible, but at the same time, they're so unbelieving, they won't take one step towards the things that God has called them to do. I see a lot of people with dreams, desires, and potentials 
that are afraid to take steps. They're scared and they're afraid to take steps. But you know, it's God's desire that we fully believe in Him for who He is, that we fully trust in Him for who He is. And, you know, do you think that God is more interested in His part or in our part when it comes to this faith journey? When we look at the story of, of Joshua, do you think God is more interested that they cross the Jordan River? Or do you think God is more interested that he had an intimate relationship with him and that he had a good attitude when they discovered the land and that he took the literal, literal step to cross the Jordan? Of course God is more interested in our part. He is interested in the small steps, the choices, and attitude in your faith other than the big breakthroughs as a result of it. Because the Lord is actually the one that is resulting in the breakthrough. He is the one that is making the impossible possible, but we, we are responsible of doing our part, of taking these small steps of faith. A passive faith is not leading you to your destiny. It keeps you right where you are. And as a disciple of Jesus Christ, we are supposed to live a life of discipline. If you take discipline out of disciple, you leave with nothing. A disciple of Jesus Christ is not lazy. It is someone that is very active. So take action in your faith because there are already too many people who simply don't do it. And that is why we fully need to realize God for who he is and what he can do. Because if we fully believe what God can do, if we fully believe that he is going to fulfill the promises that he made in his word and made over your life, what will still prevent you to take a step of faith, to be active in your faith? And you know, there are always people that are going to say, but what if it goes wrong? or yes, but, or imagine that. But all these comments, all these doubts, they're worthless. You know what I always do? Whenever I take a step of faith, whenever God has spoken something to me, whenever he has given me a desire, I simply ask the question, what is the worst thing that can happen when I take this step? When I go and pray with this sick lady next week, what is the worst thing that could happen? Well, <laughs> the best thing that could happen is she gets healed. The worst thing that could happen is I visited and showed love and kindness and prayed with her. You know, I did a Bible college in the United States for four years, coming from the Netherlands. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't have the funds. I uh, didn't really speak the English language and there were many obstacles towards taking this step of faith. And so I simply asked this simple question, what is the worst thing that could happen if things don't work out? <laughs> Very simple. I fly back and I go back home. There's nothing bad or wrong about it. Well, dear people, faith is always in combination with a deed. Otherwise, there is no result. The process. That is the thing that God is interested in. And so should we. Because the breakthrough and the miracle and the supernatural, it will come. But we have to do our part. And so, 
in very simple terms, how does that process go? Well, most of the time, God speaks to you or brings a certain desire in you. And then you can do two things. You can not believe it and leave it as it is. Or you can believe it and put a step towards the dream. Now, when you take a step towards the dream, you will probably realize that it is not possible, unrealistic, or not reachable. But then, then God comes to fulfill the promise that he made over your life. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what will happen if we all have full confidence that God will do what he has promised to us? Can you imagine what will happen if we will all believe who God is? Well, you might have a question for me. I can feel it. Your question might be, Brian, how big should my faith be? How big is big enough for God? How, how big should such a faith be that is active? Well, Jesus said in Matthew 17, verse 20, Truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing shall be impossible for you. Have you ever seen a mustard seed? A mustard seed is so small. It is very, very tiny, but it has the potential to become something very big under the right circumstances. The Lord is not asking you to have this humongous, 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 humongous faith. He is simply asking you to trust Him, to believe Him. Because even with a little bit of faith, you can look at a mountain and say to that mountain, move, and it will move. What are mountains in your life? What are obstacles in your life? Is it a Jordan River like with Joshua? Or are there different things? Is it finances? Is it your health? Is it your family? Is it the opportunity? Believe that God is able to do what you cannot do. But you know what? You need to take the step of faith. I want to end with this question. And the question is the following. Do you live your life on autopilot or do you live your life on faith pilot? You know what autopilot is? You've probably been in an airplane or even on a ship. It's a button and it basically means that the the device, the, uh, the ship or the, um, um, the plane is going into one direction with the same speed. It's, it's not departing from it. It's just going and going. Well, sometimes we can live our life on autopilot. We can just press a button and go and do what everyone else does and just go where everyone else goes. But you can also live your life on fate pilot. That means you're living your life on fate. You're willing to take risks. You're willing to take a step. And you often go in directions that other people will not go. Fate in action. What about you? Are you a person that has a faith that is active? I pray you will. Thank you so much for listening to this message. I hope you're encouraged by it. If you are, 
like, subscribe, uh, so you can receive the latest podcast um, that um, is coming up. I pray God will bless you, and I pray that you'll live out this message, not because I shared it, but because it comes from the Word of God. And the Word of God is true, and when we live it out, our lives are transformed. Thanks for listening. God bless you. And until next time. Hey, thank you for listening to this message. The gospel means the good news. And this good news is that Jesus Christ can save and change the lives of every person in this world. That is what he has done for me. And he can do for you when you accept him in your life. Why should we keep this amazing message to ourselves? I challenge you to share it with the people around you you are able to reach people that I might not be able to reach. If this message has encouraged you, you can show your appreciation by placing a comment, share it on social media, and talk about it with your friends. I want to say thank you for your help in advance. I hope you have a great day. God bless you, and until next month.